You're listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break, episode 109. Hey, so today I want to talk about websites. Now, I don't know if you know this, but I've done hundreds, if not thousands of portfolio reviews for websites whilst I'm doing mentoring and coaching for wedding photographers. And there's a few things that people make when it comes to their websites that just doesn't really best serve their business. So I'm going to dive into five things that you can use right now to really help boost your website conversions and solve people's problems. Hey, and if you stay to the end, you're going to get one more bonus tip as well. This episode is actually sponsored by my wife, by Lilu, and she has beautifully designed website templates. So if you're in the market for a new website template, definitely go over to bylilu.com or on her Instagram at bylilu and you can check out some of her website templates. You can use the code MAKEYOURBREAK to get a nice little discount as well. So she does price guides, templates, wedding guides, all those type of things, but they're beautifully designed. You can launch within days. And hey, when I first started my wedding photography business, I spent so much money on a website and it wasn't as amazing as what her templates are. And her templates are one-tenth of the price. So it's incredible what you get these days. Now, as I said before, stay to the end. I'm going to give you a bonus tip. Don't know what that tip is yet, but we're going to make it up along the way. So my big five things that you can do right now, before we get into them, I want you to think about your website a little bit differently. I want you to be thinking about your website as a huge problem-solving machine opposed to having it as a portfolio. A lot of the times we use our website as a portfolio instead of social media, say something like Instagram. And we forget to put on the important things that people actually want to see on a website. And a lot of those things could be just, where are you? What do you do? Um, How much are you? Do you travel? What services do you actually have? Like all those type of things. So just changing our mindset around what our actual website does. And then you can start thinking like, hey, am I actually solving people's problems or am I creating people problems? If they get on your website and they don't know even simple things like where are you or how can they find your social media or what times are you open? Do you have a physical space or just an online space? What kind of services do you have? There's so many questions that people have when they jump onto a website. It doesn't matter if you're a designer. It doesn't matter if you're e-com. It doesn't matter if you're a wedding photographer, if you're a lifestyle photographer. Like people need their problems solved. So are you, and I want you to think about your website right now, are you giving people problems or are you solving people problems? Are they getting more questions when they land on your site or are you answering all the questions that they may have when they find you from Google or from social media or from a referral or wherever someone may find you? Now, a lot of the times we can think that we're so incredible that everyone just knows who we are and what we do and we think our work speaks for itself. And that's awesome and all, but I actually personally don't believe that myself and many of us are famous enough in any space that where we don't need to educate our clients on actually what we do and who we are. You know, even if they find you on social media or they've been following you for six months, they've probably seen little glimpses into your life, into your business, into your services, but they haven't been able to connect with you on a deeper level yet. So your website is a perfect invitation to invite them into a new space where you can talk about your services shamelessly, you can show up and overpromise, and you can actually serve them what they're looking for in an easy, digestible manner. So that's what a website really is about, and that's what I want you to think about. 
Now, I use a perfect little analogy for this because I know many, and talking mostly to wedding photographers here, many wedding photographers, we we put our work online and we hope that our work speaks for itself, right? And it's an easy mistake to do, but I want you to think about your website. Imagine going to your favorite cafe and you're jumping on their website. And if you go on their website, the cafe wanted the meals to speak for themselves. So you look at the meals and you're like, these look awesome. I love these meals. What time is it open? Do they hold events? Where is the cafe? You know, is it open for breakfast? Is it open for dinner? Do they take bookings? Do they not take bookings? Do they have live events? Can I host my birthday party there? So you start thinking like, all the things that the cafe should be telling me. How do I book something? Do I do it through a booking system or do I give them a call? And then other things I'd want to see is like also reviews. Does the food actually taste as good as it looks? So if your website right now, if you're like that cafe that just has photos of food on on the website and nothing else, no one knows where you are, how to get there. No one knows who the chef is, who you are, what the price range is. It's going to be really hard for someone to show up at your doorstep at that cafe and actually buy the food, right? So it's the same as if you're a wedding photographer, if you're a designer, like whatever you are right now, if you have a website and you've got your beautiful wedding photography on the front page and you're doing a great job with your photography, but then all of a sudden people start asking the questions, oh, I wonder whereabouts in the world this person is. And if they're not there, I wonder if they'll travel to where I am. I wonder if they're available. I wonder what their price range is. I wonder how it all works. I wonder if they do slideshows. I wonder if they do video. I wonder if they have prints. I wonder if they have albums. Like all the questions that start building up inside their mind straight away, we need to be answering those questions because you already know what objections they may have, what the problem is that you're trying to solve. That If they're a wedding client, they're obviously trying to solve the problem of trying to get a wedding photographer at their wedding. So are you making it easy for them or are you making it extremely hard? Now, another thing to think about with this is like, your mindset around the client experience because too many people talk about client experience and the experience for their clients, but they don't think about it in terms of every aspect of their business. If you jump on someone's website and it's not navigating them the services that they need, not navigating them the products that they need or solving the issues that they have, then the client experience starts to lower because now you're giving them more problems, right? And it's fine if you're a cheaper photographer or a cheaper designer and you're trying to attract people that ask for discounts and things like that. But if you're trying to build a business where no one asks for discounts, they value you as an artist, they value your time, they value your craft, then you need to show that you value your time and your craft and their time as well. Because if you're not valuing their time and their problems, then they're not going to show the same respect. Does that make sense? So I want you to be thinking about with your website, is it actually solving those problems? Now, let's get into the tips. Tip number one, this is something that I know many people haven't thought of. Your frequently asked questions. So I've got a few things to say on frequently asked questions, and this is probably a surprise to you. Like, why would Jai talk about frequently asked questions when we're talking about the website? A lot of people have frequently asked questions on their website. And what I do see is I see a lot of people putting in negative things about their business in the frequently asked questions, right? So they could put in things like, what about the refund? What about if something's broken? What about if you don't get back to me? What about if it rains? What about anything negative? And we try to solve the negative problems. But when someone's on your website, what they really want is they need to be sold on your services. And the frequently asked questions is a perfect 
place to do that. Like there's no reason why you can't continue the excitement that they have about you and your services when they're on your website, even when they're looking through the boring things of just something simple as the frequently asked questions. So I actually believe that this is an underrated and undervalued asset that you have on your website that most people don't think of. And it's something that you can change so easily with just changing the tone and the actual questions that you have in your frequently asked questions. Now, another thing about your frequently asked questions is a lot of people ask themselves the wrong questions. Simply put, I've read so many questions where a client wouldn't actually ask that question. For example, if you have on your website, yes, I provide high res imagery. A lot of the times clients never ask that because they don't know what high res imagery actually is. So that's a photographer asking other photographers that question, but it's not a client. So what you need to do to get the real good questions is actually go through your emails, go on Facebook groups and have a look at what clients actually ask about photographers. You can even check it out if you Google in actual Google questions for wedding photographers and see what people are actually Googling. And you could answer those in your frequently asked questions as well. So again, I think this is a missed opportunity, but make sure you use the same language that your clients would actually use. Like would they use high resolution imagery or would they use, do I get prints large enough or do I get files large enough that I can print on my wall? Because that's something someone would actually ask, right? Do I get files large enough that don't have big, disgusting watermarks on it? What am I actually paying for? So there's questions that you need to really think about. How would your client actually ask those questions? And again, keeping them very positive so it continues to sell your services. Okay, number two. I kind of alluded to this a little bit at the very start of this episode, but your location. Now, this one, out of every single website that I've ever audited, this is the number one problem that everyone has. The number one problem. So I think maybe this year alone, I've audited about 500 websites and I would say 90% of them don't have a location on their website. And if they do, it's in the footer or somewhere so small that it just creates more problems because people don't know where they are. Now, I know what you're thinking. Like you're probably thinking, hey, Jai, but I'm an online business or I am a destination wedding photographer. So people don't need to know where I am. And I think that is false. I think people still need to know where you are and where you'll be flying from. How much would it cost to fly you to their destination wedding? Does that make sense? So if you think about a website as a machine where someone jumps on the website and they have about seven seconds to make up their mind whether they're on the right site or not, and if they can't see your location, then chances are they're probably going to bounce out very fast. People just want to know where that person is especially if you're a service-based business like a photographer, right? Because too many of us, we say, I'm a wedding photographer. I do documentary wedding photography. And then you scroll down, scroll down. And then it's like, hey, my name's Jai. And you scroll down and there is no location. And it simply just takes too long. So it really needs to be in the forefront, nice and large, somewhere in big headings so Google can find it as well. But it needs to be somewhere prominent on your website so people can find it within seven seconds. So I'm not talking, and I want to say this again, I'm not talking about in the fine print. I'm talking this has got to be somewhere decent for people to find. Hey, and if you don't have it on your website many times, Google won't be able to find it either. So you're not going to be showing up in the preferred location that you actually want to be known for. Another thing is the more niche that you are with your location, 
the more people resonate it as well. So for instance, instead of saying I'm a Melbourne wedding photographer, you could say I'm based in Collingwood, Melbourne, right? So that way people can resonate. Oh, this is an inner city wedding photographer. Or you could say I am based in the Yarra Valley one hour from Melbourne city. Something like that so people understand exactly where you are. And then you could say, I also often found traveling interstate and international. So you can allude to the fact that you actually can travel and you're not just stuck in that same location all the time. So again, and I want to say this because I know right now you're probably thinking, oh, oh no, actually I don't have my location front and center what should I do? You need to go in there and change it right now. Like that's a take action plan. You need to be changing that right now. Okay. Number three, number three, and this is another huge one that a lot of people make the mistake of not doing is having a proper CTA call to action. If someone gets on your website, your website's like your sales funnel. And to finish off the handshake, you need to tell people what to do next. If you don't have a nice, strong, confident call to action, then you're leaving money on the table. You're not finishing the journey, the sales journey, and you're not best serving your client in their client experience. So a big strong call to action. Now you've got to have the right call to action as well because a lot of people, and this is probably about 75% of wedding photographers make this mistake. You get to the very bottom and they tell you to go to their Instagram account. And I think this is a huge mistake. I don't even think you should have any Instagram account except a little icon on your footer because most people will come from your Instagram. They'll get on your sales page. They'll see where you are. You're solving them the problems. you got everything. And then they get to the bottom and you're trying to send them back to your Instagram. If someone's on your website, do you really want them to go to your Instagram? Is that what you want? Or do you want them to spend money with you? Do you want them to book you? Do you want them to send you an email? I don't know about you, but what I want is I want to take the relationship to another level and I want to get clients, right? That's what it's all about. So my call to action is always going to be a very confident call to action at the end and tell people what they need to do next. So it will be something like, hey, if you got this far, let's take this relationship to another level. Hit the button below and I'll be in touch with you within the next couple of hours. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's do this. Okay, so if you have a nice, strong call to action that sets expectations as well, notice that I said how long the time frame is going to be before I get in touch with them, but I'm telling them the one call to action. The next mistake that people have is having too many call to actions. So they'll have a call to action to say, check out my portfolio here with a button. Check out my Instagram here with a button. Check out my blog here with a button. Download my style guide here with a button and then get in touch here with a button. If you give people too many choices, they're simply going to leave your website because you gave them too many problems. There was too many things for them to think about, look around. And I want you to simplify the journey for your clients. So again, strong call to action, be confident, think about what do you want your traffic to do on your website. And if you're not getting clients, but you're getting lots of traffic, the problem may be is that you have a weak call to action and you're sending people maybe back to your Instagram or your YouTube channel or somewhere else that's probably not helping your business. Okay. We have number four. This one is huge. And I think this one is something going into 2021, 2022. 2023, moving forward, I think a lot of people are going to need to do this more. And that is showing up on video. If you don't have video on your website, I think you're not building trust as fast as you can. And trust is really what helps convert 
people from traffic to buyers because if they can trust you and trust you within minutes, it's going to help them create an emotional attachment to you and it's going to change the game. Now, I can almost say one of the reasons why I had so much success from 2014, 2015 is because I had an About Me video from the very start and it cost me, especially back then, it cost me about $5,000. So it wasn't a cheap thing to do, but I know it's booked me so much work over and over because people have been able to see my mannerisms, see how I speak. You can get an emotional connection with someone so fast. So if you know this and you're watching me on YouTube and if you've seen me on IGTVs and stuff like that and you're like, damn, Jai, I feel like I know you. I've seen you around. But if you're not doing that yourself, you know, you've got to not just watch me. You need to actually copy the strategies that I'm doing, right? So I'm showing up on video and you need to be doing that as well. So on your website, there's so many opportunities to have videos. It doesn't have to be crazy cinematic videos. It can be you just talking to your phone, just saying, hey guys, welcome to my website. I'm so excited that you're here. And you could have a little bit about you, a little bit about your services, a little bit about where you are, a little bit why you're passionate. You could have videos on your blog. You could have videos on your contact page saying, setting those expectations, like send me an inquiry and I'll be in touch with you within two hours. Like you do something like that. It's just something so simple of now I know who that person is and I can put a face to the name or a face to the voice of what I'm reading on the website. And it creates extreme trust really fast. So yes, I believe that you're leaving a lot on the table by not having videos on your website. So a couple of practical things that you could do right now, because not all of us have lots of money for videos. But if you've got a friend out there, if you've got a, if you have a skill right now, there might be someone out there, a friend that might want to swap services. So for instance, if you're a photographer, maybe you can swap with a videographer and take some really cool headshots for them, take some gifts, take some photos for their social media and do a collab where they take some videos for you. And so you both get something from the end of the shoot, right? Or if you have an income store, maybe you can swap some of your stuff to a videographer so you can do something or, you know, there's always scrappy ways that you can work something out so it doesn't cost you a lot of money and you can make a big impact. Videos also go into the next one that I want to talk about, which is number five, reviews, testimonials, social proof, right? So number four was videos because I want you to build that solid trust really early on on your website. The next one is testimonials. If you don't have testimonials on your website, you're also leaving a lot on the table. You can have testimonials, but you can also have reviews. You can have case studies. You can have screenshots. You can have testimonials in video form, in text form, in voice form. You could have it long form text where it's on a blog post. You can have it short form where it's on the home page and it's just a paragraph. So there's so many ways that you can do social proof on your website. You could even have a, a countdown timer saying, I've got you know only three weekends left for 2021 or 2022. So that shows social proof as well. It means a lot of people trust you. But social proof is so important because like as humans, we have a herd mentality and we like to follow the herd always. We don't like to be out by ourselves and feeling vulnerable. So if you've got no social proof and you send me your price guide, and if I'm shocked by the prices, I haven't seen anyone else pay these prices, then I don't want to be the sucker that pays the price that nobody else is paying for, right? But if I see tremendous amounts of social proof and I look around and I'm like, everyone's using this person. I've seen the prices. It seems a little bit more expensive, but if everyone else is trusting them, it must be good. Okay. So that's how we think. And so if you don't have lots of forms of, you know, testimonials, reviews, um, case studies on your website, 
I think you'd need to change that right now. Now, I want to give you some practical tips on that as well, because there's a few things that you can do. If you haven't shot a lot of weddings, if you haven't done a lot of work for your clients, you can always go and take on free work for people. And it could be even out of your field, but just get testimonials on maybe even your character, like who you are as a person. So it doesn't have to be specific to the product, but more specific to you. You know, how do you show up? How do you interact with your community? And I think that's also very important to have as well. So other people vouching for you on your website. So there's lots of ways that you can get yourself lots of reviews, but I also think having video testimonials is a great way. And I've seen people, you know, hand delivering albums and going over there with a video camera or with their iPhone. It doesn't have to be a video camera, whatever it is. And then they film the process. They film the reactions. You know, you could easy get some screenshots by texting one of your past clients and saying, how was the experience? How much do you love the photos? How much do you love the video? How much do you love the design? Like whatever it is that you're selling. And then them texting back like, oh my God, I love it. It was incredible. It was such a good experience. Then screenshot that, ask them if you can use it on your website and you've got another form of social proof right there that's interesting and it goes into another layer. Okay, I just want to get a little bit deeper on number five. Another thing that you can do is case studies and I haven't really seen many people in the creative industry doing actual case studies. So let's just do an example. An example will be for wedding photographers because I am a wedding photographer, but a case study could be something like you're taking people through a journey and a bit more of a story. So you could say something like, my bride, Sarah, came to me and she was feeling anxious about hiring a wedding photographer. She didn't know how much they cost. She felt uncomfortable in front of the camera and she was feeling a little bit lost. After she sent me an inquiry, she told me how good the experience was and she absolutely loves her photos. She has no regrets. Now, don't just take it from me. Let's hear from Sarah. Then you can have Sarah tell the same story all over again and then you can finish off and maybe even allude into another case study. So instead of just writing a testimonial saying, you know, this is a review and then so-and-so said it, you're actually bringing us on a journey so I'm reading something and then I can create an emotional connection to that person and then I can also identify the problem that they have which likely is another problem that another client's going to have. So it's a very easy way for you to identify those problems and solve those problems on your website. Now people know that most people are uncomfortable in front of a camera and that this photographer makes people feel very comfortable. So something to think about right there. Now, I promise you number five um, and number six. So this one's the bonus one. Let's get into it. I think number six is that not enough people talk about their services all their products. If you get on someone's wedding photography website, if you get onto their designs, if you get onto whatever it is, a lot of people like to showcase their main thing. So it's like a wedding photo or it's like a mock-up of a designed website or something like that. But not many people talk about the process behind and what the services actually include. And I think this is a crying shame. For instance, another example for wedding photographers, again, because I am a wedding photographer, one thing that you could do is have my services include wedding albums, prints, second photographers, travel. I can travel, I can organize videographers, I can have high-res images, low-res images, social media sneak peeks, and you can actually talk about the things that you have so then it's not up to them to guess what your services might include, right? 
And you know this, if you ever jumped on someone's website before, if you're hiring an architect, if you're hiring a designer, for instance, you get on their website and it's like, oh, I've seen they've done designs, but do they do website templates? Like, do they do email footers? Do they do logos? Do they do fonts? Like, what, what do they actually do, right? Do they do branding? Do they do products? Like, I'm unsure. I see some photos and I have to sort of guess and assume what they actually might do. Now, I think even if you're like a photographer and you've got a price guide and you think, yes, the price guide's good enough, someone's going to get in touch with me and then I'll, then I'll explain to them what I do. I think that's not good enough because what happens is you're actually leaving money on the table because not everyone's going to get in touch with you because someone else is going to explain to them what they actually get. They're going to fall in love with those services, realize that you probably don't even have those services since I didn't even see that you did albums and photos and videos and things like that. And you're going to miss out on even having the chance of giving someone the price guide. So always overpromise, then deliver. If you're going to try and overpromise by delivering a beautifully designed price guide at the end, but they don't even know what you actually offer, it means you're not going to get many people through the door to get the actual price guide. So I want to really drive that home. On your website, it needs to be comprehensive. It needs to be clearly spelled out. What is it that you actually do, right? What are the services? Where would you go? Where do you travel? Where do you service? Like what extras do you offer? What are your upsells? What are your products? What are your add-ons? Like what are your terms and conditions? Like what is all these things? Because I've got all these questions and I'm just uncomfortable getting in touch with this person because I just don't know anything. And they're the people that will get in touch with you because they haven't been served value yet and they've got so many questions. The first thing they'll ask you is for a discount because they feel like you're a discount wedding photographer or a discount designer or whatever you do because you didn't make the client experience amazing for them from the get-go so they feel like this is not that type of business, okay? So I really want to drive that home one more time. I want you to overpromise, scream from the rooftops, spell it out. What do you actually do? What are your services? What are your products? What can you do that's going to change their lives? How are you going to help your clients? How are your services going to transform them from where they are to where they want to be? That's it for today. I'm so excited that you sat in and listened to that. I hope you got out your notes, that you wrote down lots of things, lots of actionable tips right there. I'm going to do a little recap because I've got it written down on my phone right here. Number one was frequently asked questions. It's something that most people don't even think about and it's a lost opportunity if you're not using it to help people fall in love with your services. So really think about those positive questions that you can put in there to make people feel good about getting in touch with you. Your location. If you don't have your location on your website, your website is creating tremendous amount of stress and anxiety for all your clients. Like people literally won't get in touch with you because you're not even allowing people to know that simple fact about your business. So make sure the location is front and center. People know where you are. Number three was call to action. If you're not having a strong call to action at the very end, you're leaving a lot on the table because it's up to you to direct people on what they need to do to take the next step. So you can't just assume that people's going to love your photos so much that they're just going to try and make their way to your contact page. Spell it out for them. Tell them what they need to do. Of course, on the tip on that one is have one call to action. Don't tell people to go look at more on your Instagram or go to your Facebook page or download anything tell people to get in touch because it's going to be the best decision that they've ever made and you can't wait to hear back from them. Overpromise on that call to action. 
Number four was videos. I want you to create tremendous amounts of trust with videos. People want to see your mannerisms. People want to see how you show up because they want to know that you're going to be comfortable in front of their friends and their family. They want to know how approachable you are, how you hold yourself, how confident that you are, and how they're going to feel comfortable around you. So videos is a great way. And look, don't overcomplicate it. You can do iPhone videos. You can record yourself on so many devices these days. It's not about perfect. It's about trust. And sometimes the less perfect it is, the more trust it builds because it feels more approachable. Number five is reviews. Okay. So reviews, testimonials, case studies, videos, screenshots, however it is, I want to know that other people trust you. They trust your services. Even if you've barely even started your, your business, it's something that you can do right now. You can find friends. You can find people that will give you character reviews, personal reviews, anything to get people over the line. And just so they know that you are an upstanding person in the community and they can trust you around being around their friends and family or working on their projects that they hold dear to themselves. So make sure that you're doubling down and you're getting those, even those Google reviews, those Facebook reviews, those Yelp reviews, like whatever it is, I want to see that social proof on your website. And if I'm looking at your website and I don't see that social proof, you're doing something wrong. You need to get back on there and do it. And the last one, which is the bonus one, is I want you to overpromise those services. Make sure people know exactly what it is that you stand for, what you offer, what your products are, what your upsells are, where you are. Like, well, what are you actually doing? So make sure that you have that down because if you don't and you're relying on your price guide, remember, people are not going to get you to your price guide because they don't even know what it is that you do, what it is that they're trying to book you for. Hey, if you've been loving this podcast episode, please say hi on Instagram. You can screenshot and tag me at jialong.co. Until next week, guys, I'll see you soon. Bye.